Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Oilers Now, it's 105 at Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you at Rogers Place. By the way, today's the WHL trade deadline. A lot of teams don't want to move any players. Because of the COVID situation, Edmonton Oil Kings uh, uh, sweeping a pair. I was here Saturday uh, for the Oil Kings game uh, against Brandon. And uh, before the Oilers game, obviously, broadcast that one. And uh, Edmonton's down a bunch of players. I think they only played with 15 skaters last night. Still one of the best teams in the Western Hockey League. We'll see whether or not Kurt Hill can add another piece or two. Oilers now brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Um... We will tell you Japanese Village opened a survey at any one of their five Edmonton and area locations featuring Japanese A5 Wagyu. Visit jvedmonton.ca. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors. The number is 780-496-0063. 143rd Street and 111th Avenue open Monday to Saturday. We're on Twitter at Oilers now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stopper. Brendan Escott is taking your calls right now on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline uh, at 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort and Casino Excitement Penitent. We're going to do calls. We don't often do this when I'm over uh, in the other building, but uh, let's drop the puck, and we're going to start with Fred on line number one on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Fred, how are you doing? Well, Bob, considering what's going on, not bad. I just figured out this is my 50th year of watching the Edmonton Oilers, and you know what? I'm never going to get too down on the team, but there are some problems. We'll start in goal, obviously. Connor hasn't had a number one goalie since he's been here. That should have been addressed years ago. Okay, uh, I would say, I just want to cut right. Cam Talbot in 16-17 gave Edmonton top 10 goaltending in the NHL. He was good, yes. Okay, you got me on that one. Defense, well, the tire fire, we're missing Adam Larson and Oscar Clefbaum exponentially. I didn't think we'd miss them this much, but we are. Okay. Up front, there's no fight at all. Nobody hits. Uh, do you agree a guy like Pat Maroon would sure look good back in oiler colors? Uh, well, part of what Maroon brought, Fred, was gamesmanship on top of the physicality. Like, he, like there, there was an incident against the Islanders, and the Islanders had Ross Johnson dressed, they had Matt Martin dressed, they had that identity line going, but Kiefer Bellows was chirping Connor McDavid, and nothing. Now, the Oilers didn't have Cassian, and they didn't. Uh, Nurse had just came back in the lineup. And Nurse is at the stage where he's too devel- uh, too vital and important to be having a deal. I, I think Edmonton needs uh, some more moxie and some more uh, some more jam in the bottom six. I don't think there's any question about that. And I do think the team collectively in a lot of nights has been easy to play against. Yeah, I don't know what Holland's going to do. He's got... <laughs> big plate in front of him, but you know what? You got Woodcroft coming up at 130. I think him and Manson, maybe not this year, but the start of the next year, should be the new coach and co-coach them in the Oilers. What do you think about that? Uh, I think you might have some people out there that would agree with that. I, I can tell you right now that uh, there's been in terms of the work that Manson has done with the young defenseman, uh, and, and here's something for people to think about. He, he did everything in the NHL. He came up as a tough guy, uh, and then he became a power play guy, and at the end of his career, he was a shutdown guy. 
And I think we've seen some real traction with the development of some of the Oilers' prospects on the back end. So, I, I'm, I mean, everywhere, even around the league, other organizations, I hear guys saying, you guys have got some good things going in your team. Fred, I got a lot of calls, and I want to get them in, okay? Thanks for the call. Let's go to Ron from Red Deer on line number, line number two. Ron, how are you? I'm doing really well, Bob. How about yourself? You Not, have a good weekend? Uh, well, uh, I wish the conclusion Saturday night was a lot better for everybody involved. That really, really hurts. I yep. don't think I've, I don't think I've ever wished and hoped for uh, for our prospect goalies. Yeah. Uh, for like, I so wanted Skinner to have a great game. I hope they put him back in for the next game. Well, he's got just you know he entered. Oh COVID, yeah, the COVID. COVID. So it's unlikely he's playing against Florida. Is there um, any goalies that w- would cost us very little? But I mean, it's a high gamble. But I mean, we've got nothing to lose. I'm just gonna yeah, I, I think the, like I think Mark Andre Fleury. I don't know if he'd wave. My guess is Chicago's looking for number one. Carey Price. We all love Carey Price. The problem with Carey, the Canadians just announced that he is out, basically out indefinitely. He's restarting over uh, in terms of getting going again. That's not good. There, there is. I mean, there's goalies out there. Corpusello's in the last year of his deal in Columbus. Uh, he's got similar numbers, to maybe a little worse than Koskinen. Uh, $2.8 million cap hit. Uh, Dallas Stars have got an extra goaltender with the emergence of Jake Ottinger, Ron. So there's a couple guys there, a couple names for you. Uh, Anton Hudobin's got an extra year left in his deal. Uh, that, that might be problematic. They've also got Holtby. And so there's some names there for you, Ron, okay? Thank you. You bet. Let's go to Barry on line number three. Barry, you're on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. How you doing? Not too bad, Bob. How you doing? Good. Hey, I just want to talk to you about the third line and the expectations of secondary scoring for the third and the fourth line. Go for it. Personally, I think we're putting on too much pressure on the third and fourth line to score goals. Their job should be to make the opposition pay for touching the puck. We got scoring on the first and second lines. Yeah. Their job is to score and to finish checks. But the third and fourth line, why are we trying to turn muckers? Why are we trying to turn Clydesdales into thoroughbreds? I don't I don't even know if they have Clydesdales. That's the point. I mean, Cassian today was on a line with McLeod, who's not a physically assertive player, uh, and Fogel. And I, I would say that Cassian and Fogel have the ability to at least cycle Fogel in particular strong on net drives. Cassian, I think Cassian could use a guy that's a little bit of an instigator on the team because I think that would help him a bit. Like, uh, but I mean, the Oilers have got a quiet team, and they don't have. I, I like to me, they don't have big heavy players that can play a heavy game in their bottom six. Well, you know what, Bob, is, is that part of the problem? Is is and, and I and I like Tippett. I think he's doing okay. But maybe his job is be to be telling these guys, you start playing a heavier game, or we'll have a popcorn for you in the press box. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, we had we had an interesting. It was interesting in the press con or in the practice today how much one on one and two on two compete drills were, because it was it was feisty. But interesting point. Hey, uh, Barry, I got to get some more calls and thank you for calling the show. Let's go to Jim on line number four. Jim, how are you? Uh, Bob, I want to just go back uh, 15 years. Um, the Edmonton, the team, has had more first-round, first-overall picks and won the lottery. And where where are they going? 
Well, okay. I mean, you're right. They've had four number one picks. Uh, Taylor Hall was traded for Adam Larson. Neil Yakupov did not pan out. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is one of the most beloved figures. Uh, I, I would say that Nugent Hopkins and Paul Yarvey are probably the two most popular players from the fans. In, in spite of the sheer brilliance of McDavid at Dreisaitl, I think that Nugent Hopkins, who's one of those number ones in 2011, yeah. and then obviously they've got the all-world talent that is Connor McDavid. So two of them and, are... And they, uh, you know, they... Uh, picked in the top 10 many many times yes and they haven't gained the traction as the organization like at no they have now were you saying this when the team was 16 and 5 at the start of the year uh, well i thought they were um, they're okay but they're the, the the bottom six is not good enough agreed and and of course there's so quite a few teams with the same problem. Okay, Jim, I got a rack. Yep, yep, thank you, Bob. All right, thanks, Jim. Let's go to Glenn. I believe Glenn is on line number five on the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline. Hello, Glenn. How are you doing? Good, Bob. How are you? Good. So I got a question for you. I keep reading and, uh, you know, hearing things that, that maybe the Oilers should, they need to make some moves to shake things up. But I'm wondering why they want to shake things up and people want the moves because they're not going to beat Minnesota, Vegas, St. Louis, or Colorado coming out of the West, and they're certainly not going to beat the Florida Panthers or the Tampa Bay Lightning in the East for the Stanley Cup. So why wouldn't you let the season kind of plan out the way it's going to be? Hopefully you drop a little further down in the standings, pick a little bit higher, and you can use your first and your second round draft pick to uh, to bolster the lineup. You're going to have some cap uh, room come up. Uh, come the end of the season and use it wisely this time and make the team good going forward. We've got three or four more years and let's uh, let's work it like that. Glenn, I don't think everybody shares the same patient approach that you have. I do think the Oilers have a decent base to work from. You are correct in saying that they would have a second round, like the, 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 the third rounder that becomes the second rounder with Keith is if Keith plays top four minutes and the team basically makes it three rounds in the playoffs. So... Yep. Um, I, I, I think that would be a very hard thing to sell internally in the team and a hard thing to sell externally in the fan base. But it is an interesting perspective. Thank you for the call, Glenn. Thanks a lot. Thanks very much, Bob. You bet. Let's, let's go to, I believe it's, is it Fatty on line number six? Uh, Fatty, or uh, how you doing? Good, good, Bob. Yes, it is Fatty. Uh, I love your show. Uh, two quick points. Uh, first one is a comment, and the second one is a question. Uh, first point is I do think the turnaround for this starts in the locker room. Okay. And I believe and I believe Tippett should uh, start having more of a motivational role in the in that locker room okay. to, to you know pump him up. Second point is why do the top players always get the like the majority of the playing time when your secondary scoring not only contributing but they're also scoring. Like you see them play 25, 26 minutes, but the secondary line who's contributing for that night, like Saturday, still get just a few minutes. Thank you. Okay, well, and some would say it's hard for the guys that are not in the top six to contribute on a consistent basis if they're not playing consistent minutes. I wonder if we actually might see McDavid and Settles minutes get uh, uh, dropped a, a bit again. And I mentioned it in the first hour of the show. I, I believe that Connor and Leon and Darnell, it's quite a noble thing that they try to do. But sometimes I think when the team struggles, they try to do too much. Uh, 780-496-0063. Let's go to Mark in St. Albert on line seven. Hi, Mark. How you doing? Hey, very good, Bob. How about you? Not bad. Yeah, so, you know, um, I'm actually pretty livid about this entire situation, uh, especially kind of, you know, given the fact that I'm a season ticket holder and I spend my hard-earned money to go to games, 
Um, I'm really frustrated in in particular with, with Ken Holland. Okay. Um, you know, at that press conference, he gets on there and he basically said, you know, well, I don't know kind of what's wrong with the team. Uh, and, you know, at the end of the day, I think he's the highest paid GM in the NHL and he needs to know what's wrong with the team so he can fix it. What do you think is wrong with the team? Well, I think that they definitely, most definitely need a, um, a number one goalie. Okay. I think that's I think that's the biggest the biggest issue with the team because I think the team, you know, yeah, they're professional athletes, but I don't think that it's easy for them to rally always from behind, um, always the first goal scored against them, and um, and then like a lot of soft goals getting scored. So I I really do think that that's that's the biggest issue with the team right now. And here's here's the challenge I have. I don't like blame like I. I've, I had real empathy for the position Skinner was in the other night. You bring him up from the minors. Yeah. He hasn't been around with the NHL team. He hasn't been practicing and playing at an NHL pace. He had a tough sequence in the third period. The Oilers had a, a third-pairing defense of basically two rookie defensemen that got victimized for three goals against. And Stewart played a part of one of those goals directly, but also made a hell of a save. So I don't like blaming, like, you know, Mike Smith. I think we all know it starts in goal, right? Like, and Mike Smith's only played six games this year, and when the team was 16-5, and five, nobody was below 9-14, and right. the team's 2-10-2, and nobody is above 8-82. So it starts there. There's some other aspects. I hear what you're saying, and I don't know I don't know what the solutions are in goal during the season, right? Like, I don't know, yeah. where, I don't know where we're at with Flurry. I know it looks like price is not even an option for this season. And I don't yeah, know it doesn't how, look like it. And I don't know how you make price price work financially. Um uh, there's there'd be a lot of people I I probably like Carey Price a lot more than 90% of the fans. Let's just say that. Like I mm-hmm. I I just know that you ask guys in Toronto why they lost that series last year, they'd say it's Carey Price. You know why oh, totally. right? You know why Montreal like Nine, like the funny thing is, people in Toronto, well, they lost because Price stood on his head. And he had a 944 save percentage, and the Oilers lost to the Jets, and Hellebuck was at 950. And yet, they're like the same people aren't excusing Edmonton's loss to the goalie. Oh well, you know they don't know how to win, and they're losers. Well, the goalie had a 950 over five games, and Price yeah. put up a 944 over three. So, uh, I, absolutely, I think yeah. I, I'm I'm with you. They've got to get the goaltending situation straightened around. They do have to add a little bit more beef to the lineup. I think it's coming on defense with some of their prospect D that they've got coming. Uh, I think they got to find a way to to explore options to add some more size into their forward For, I agree with you. And I just wanted to say really, really quick, too, that I'm certainly not bashing Skinner for that for, for one performance. Yes. At the end of the day, um, I believe in giving that guy a shot. Same here. And I still, and I still believe in giving him you know, an opportunity. So I don't want you to think that, you okay. know, I'm like... Thanks, yeah. Mark. I want to get at least four more calls in here. So thank For you. For sure. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Let's go to Woody on... Back to the top of the order. Woody, you're on orders now. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Bob. Happy New Year. Thank you. Um, I, I agree with what you're saying. I definitely we are team soft. There's no question we're too soft. Um, but I think, you know, we can put problems, goaltending and everything, and I think those are problems. But I also think we have a real culture problem in our room. And how I see it, I think when you're a third or fourth line player, and I mean, I 
when you sit on the end of the bench for her and you play four to eight, ten minutes, it's hard to feel a part of the team. And then, especially when the media the next day comes out, oh, we're losing because our bottom six isn't contributing. It's hard to score from the bench. It's hard to get in the game when you get one shift and your legs are cramping. So, number one, I think we have a bit of a culture issue, and I and I don't blame uh, Dave Drysaddle for it. I blame our coaches and our manager for it because you can't run these guys 28 minutes a game. they got to be playing their 20, 21 minutes. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, you're kicking in and out there. 22 minutes a game. They're both over 22 minutes a game. Uh, Nurse plays 27, and there would be goal, there would be coaches out there right now that would agree that you got to get those minutes down and you got to find a way to get more of your team engaged. Thanks a lot. Uh, what do you, I, I want to go to Mike from Ottawa on line, I think it's line three. Mike, how you doing? Mike, how you doing? Hey, I'm good, Bobby. Good, you? Good. What's going good. on? Just two quick things. I'm trying to, I've been in the pits like everybody else, but I feel more optimistic now. Two reasons. One, I think that we are going to get Evander Kane, and I know half the people listening are like, oh, the guy's, you know, A, B, yep. or C, bad person. But I, he's bring toughness. I believe it's a done deal. I think the only reason it doesn't hasn't happened is this pending potential suspension. So well, that's a that, big that's a big caveat that we got to wait and yeah, see happens. Yeah, okay? but, but that's in the AHL. And I'm not a lawyer, but why? Like the AHL has the rules, NHL too. Anyway, uh, I have I want, no I have no yeah. idea, and I, I I don't even know where we're at right now. Yeah. With it, okay? but if we get him and we put that aside, I think he'll bring some toughness in the top six. I would I think still he's a, get another. I'd still get another left wing that's got some bite in his game on top of him. That would be good. Yeah, maybe Benson down the road, but yeah, I, I agree with you. And the second thing is that when you look at the orders, if anything that this has taught me in the past few weeks, what we've been dealing with is that, because I told my buddy the other day, I'm like, with COVID, the way it's hit the orders, it hasn't hit like other teams. And he said, well, there's lots of other teams dealing with this too. You can't use an excuse. He's right. But there are certain teams that may not react the same way to adversity. And I think this is teaching us about the orders that when they have this kind of adversity with players in and out of the lineup, uh, it all started with Nurse getting injured. When he broke that finger, and it's not his fault, but when that happened, the whole slide started. Then the COVID kicked in. And instead of the whole team getting it like Calgary or Vancouver last year, it was just like one here, one there, one there. Yep. And it seems like the COVID fairy gods are floating around picking off the guys exactly who we need when we need them and pulling them out of the lineup for the next five days. Look at, we're looking at with Skinner today. And then Koskinen, he hasn't tested positive. Who knows if he tests positive tomorrow? Oh, then we'll be left oh, with oh, 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 oh. I'm just saying, Bob. I'm just saying he hangs out in the, you know, they say it, it, it is a factor. Mike, I got to get two more in. Thanks okay, for the call. Thanks, Let's go to Scott. Uh, on line, I think it's five. Scott, how are you doing? Good, Bob. Thanks for taking the call. Yep. Uh, just uh, everyone uh, that I read and hear, or whatever, 16 and five start, 16 and five start. You know, Bob, uh, the start of the season, teams are rusty. Uh, top teams are, uh, uh, don't, I mean, the top players have only had one or two games. So I don't think it's a fair evaluation. Uh, is, so is this 2-10-2 stretch in which they've used uh, 11 defensemen over the 14 games and they've had COVID run through the system and they haven't had a goalie above a 900 save percentage? Is this a fair place to evaluate? If, 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 if Absolutely you don't... not. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And that's, and then, then that's your point. Uh, okay. That's a fair yeah. point. Just quickly, too, on uh, uh, Holland's uh, press conference, he was talking about being a patient man, and I just laughed. Um, if you if you look at uh, the Duncan Keith signing or pardon me trade, um, if he had if he had waited five or six days, right before the like the eve of the expansion draft, I'm sure Chicago would have retained. All right, thanks, Scott. Let's go to Stony, and I have a feeling where this is going to go with Stony. Hello, Stony, how you doing? 
You know, Bob, I'm doing pretty well. You got a minute. Uh, you got a minute. So, I, just, okay. I, I just wanted a follow-up question. Uh, is Dave Tippett the worst 16-7 coach of all time? Because last time I asked you, he hasn't won a game since. The, the, In oh. over a month. Well, uh, if you're that prophetic, do me a favor. Text me the winning numbers on the lottery, okay? Cause you know I, what I will. Because I, I, Stoney, I did not see the Edmonton Oilers when they were sixteen and five going two ten and uh, two in the next fourteen. Did you see? Of course. The, did you see the team going two ten and two in the next? No, 14? but but with the hot start and then the lull, they even each other out. Like you can say they're not a sixteen and five team. I agree. They're, they're not, not a sixteen and five team. Yeah, and they're not a two ten and two team. What are they then, in your opinion? Then they're exactly what their record is. If they're not, if they were overperforming and now they're underperforming, they're exactly a wild card team. Holland had twenty six million in cap space and he created a wild card team in year seven of Connor McDavid. And fans are just eating it. They're taking it with no backlash. It's a joke. It's All right, Stony. I gave you your minute, and I made sure we got you in. Thanks for your time. Yeah, see you, Bob. See you. 126 in Edmonton. I got thousands of texts. Uh, I'm not going to be able to get them all in. I'll see if we can swing in a couple when we come back in orders now. Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Well, I thought uh, for the most part people, hey, they're – they're frustrated. They're exasperated. They were polite. I'll give them that. Uh, 128 at Edmonton. You already know the cars cost less than Wetaskiwin, but did you know that Brent Ridge Ford of Wetaskiwin are 10-time President's Award winners for customer satisfaction? What does it mean? It means treating people fairly, fully transparent negotiations and making sure advertised prices include all accessories, fees, and taxes with the exception of GST. If these attributes are important to you, reach out to our friends Uncle Melt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at one 877 or visit brentridge.com. This text comes in from Kardsky. He says, Bob, I'm not worried about the losing streak. Everything happens for a reason. I'm a strong believer that the Oilers will bounce back. They will get the players they'll need, and they'll get the goaltending need. Just watch. Uh, Okay. Uh, We'll see. Bob, is the Oilers' February schedule out yet? No, it is not. Uh, Bob, uh, (laughs) no, you can't do that to the previous caller. Uh... The Oilers need to understand, Chuck says, that this is a 3-2 or 2-1 league. Uh, the Oilers must improve their defensive depth. The game shifts in the midway through the season more towards that type of play. Kenny will straighten this out. That comes to us from Chuck. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with Jay Woodcroft, the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.